0: Hey, hey, welcome to Mom After Hours, a podcast where we explore motherhood from an unfiltered angle and discuss topics like mental health, work, wellness, and sex. This week, we're talking about why we're not do-it-all moms and the parts of parenting and running a household that we intentionally choose not to do, whether that means we don't do them at all, or we delegate them to our partners or hired help. I'm Emily, a marketing consultant, leadership coach. I'm in Boston, and with me is my co-host, Brandi Wyattrack, who is busy crushing her step challenges over there in the Midwest.
1: Yeah, it's me, Brandi. I'm a writer and creator and a stay-at-home mom living in Chicago, and yes, I am over here, sore as hell from all this walk-in. So we have a lot of new listeners, so I just wanted to... Reintroduce myself and Emily and I just wanted to let you know what we're about. So she is in Boston. I'm in Chicago freezing my butt off and I'm having a blast walking loops in my tiny little house. <laughs> um, but it's, t- it's too cold outside right now. So I'm like literally walking in circles around my house. Um, that's what I, you gotta do to get some workouts yeah, in. I, I give
0: you credit. I think that would drive me crazy, but I also spent <laughs> on a spin bike inside. So I don't know what is so different, right? But you're, you're getting it in and you're reaching your goals. So that is the, um, that's the main point there.
1: I'm trying to stick with them goals that I said earlier this year and I'm still doing it. Um, but before we get started, I again, I want to say thank you to everyone who's supporting this podcast so far by, rating and reviewing us in iTunes. And a lot of you've been engaging with us on social media and it pumps us up so much. And we're so excited that these real topics and raw conversations are resonating with many of your mamas out there. Yes. We love to hear your stories about how you're making an effort to take care of yourself and
0: dealing with your mom rage. So please keep sharing with us. The best way that you can connect with us is by following us on Instagram at mom after hours commenting um tagging us direct messaging us we love 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 to hear from you And we
1: respond to everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, so send those messages. We will be there for you, especially for those mamas who don't have, you know, their little mom tribe. I know how that is. We both know how that is. So even if you just need a little chat, holler at us. I'm always on Instagram, so
0: <laughs> think of it as your little mom happy hour or something. It's like yeah. virtual coffee date or virtual wine date, so we don't judge what beverage you're drinking if you're a direct no. messaging us on Instagram. Totally. Okay. Today, we are going to talk about why we are not do it all moms, and I wasn't... In- Hired to cover this topic as I was pre-cleaning before our hired cleaning service comes to our house for our monthly cleaning. I did post about something about this on my Instagram story, asking people who did pre-cleaning before their cleaners came. And I got many messages of people raising their hand. <laughs> uh, you know, you almost put just as much effort doing the pre-clean as the cleaners do doing the cleaning. Um, so When I was doing that, I was just thinking about how there are certain things that I don't do in order to keep sane, (laughs) to make my household run, and to really be able to have the time and energy to focus on the things that I do want to do and I do have time to do. So cleaning service is a really specific example. I know I'm fortunate that I'm able to hire a service to clean my house, and I know not everyone is in that position. but. I was very purposeful in budgeting that expense in because I knew that I did not want (laughs) to spend my time doing a deep cleaning on my (laughs) house. I'd rather pay someone else to do it because it buys me back time, frustration, and arguments with my husband about shower in the stove. Because (laughs) pre-kids, we really used to battle over that. And we used to devote some time on Saturday to do it. But like after we had kids no (laughs) it's not worth the time the weekends are way too busy and i just can't even have that conversation so anyways this is an example of something that i delegate but there are other things that brandy and i have talked about that we both choose not to do maybe at all for a lot of different reasons so that's what we're going to talk about today Why we choose not to do it all, what we don't do, and what else we're thinking about taking off our plates to live more fulfilled lives as mamas.
1: And I have to add with social media, it's so easy to think that every other mom out there can do it all. So they're keeping their house sparkly clean, they're whipping up gourmet meals, they're dressing their kids in these fancy on-trend clothes, and they're perfectly balancing all of that with a lucrative career without much effort. But that is not real life. That is a staged reality. So for us to keep our shit together, we had to get clear on where we want to put our energy and where we don't want to put our energy because we know our energy is limited and you've got to choose. So with that being said, Emily, let's talk about our choices what do you choose not to do so you don't like to do the deep cleaning like what else or can you let's let's dig in a little bit
0: so there are so many things that I do not want to do but there are some things that I still have to do and then there are some things that I don't have to do but I think it's also useful to for me to talk a little bit about before I talk about the things that I don't do, I want to share some examples of things that are important for me to do based on personal and family values. So, in order for me to figure out what I don't do, I have to figure out what I do do. If that makes sense, yeah. It so does. for us, and this is just again, this isn't a per. This is a personal example. I prioritize things like quality time with my family. So we typically have family meals, whether that's family dinners or family breakfasts on the weekends. My kids are little. I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And so I can
1: essentially force them to have family <laughs> meals
0: with me. Even if that and you means literally
1: do like- have to force them sometimes. Violet, you know how oh, it is You're trying to feed a toddler. One second, it's like they want to eat and then it's like they're holy terrors when you try to get them to sit down.
0: Oh, absolutely. I can't say that this is everyone butts in seats the whole time. (laughs) Mostly it's me jumping up to get more oranges and yogurt and, you know, going to the potty and things like that. But we are all generally around the family table. So for us, that's important. Um, I also do keep the house pretty tidy. I work from home. And so for me, having somewhat of a tidy house, again, that's not necessarily clean. It just means like there are not a hundred baby dolls on the ground all the time. There's maybe only like two or three. It just like basically helps me keep my mind calm when there is some order in the house. So I Mm -hmm. do tidy up. So those things are important for me to do. But since we're talking about things that we don't do here are kind of like the Maybe top five things that I don't do in my life because again we cannot do it all.
1: We ain't got I mean, time for that. <laughs> I don't think
0: that either Brandy or I are the type of moms that are you know having fresh baked pies ready.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I actually was before I had kids. I was the I love to bake pies, and my husband actually gave me shit the other day, and he's like, "Remember that one time you baked me the cherry pie?" And I like, I literally homemade, took the pits out of the cherries, made the crust. And he's like, When are you going to do that? I'm like, Babe, I don't know. I don't, I'm like, I don't have time. That's not a priority. And he's like, Not making me happy is a, or making me happy is not a priority. I'm like, No, it's not. <laughs> Seriously, let's find something more simple than yes. a yes, please.
0: cherry pie where I had to pit the cherries. Frick yeah. That is very impressive. I don't think I've
1: ever made a pie. I find pies very intimidating. I was still in that impress him mode, you know. I was still, you know, trying to woo him. Now I'm like, nope, sorry, buddy. already got a ring on the finger. No turning back Seriously, now. <laughs> no more pies. Well, I think we'll talk a little bit about food.
0: Yeah. So the top five things that I do not do, one, we've already talked about deep cleaning, um, but I do have a cleaning service that comes monthly. And at the beginning of each quarter, I have them do a deeper clean. This is the first year I've done that. I've actually had this cleaning service since Rowan was born. I had a doula in both of my pregnancies. This could be a separate topic, but her advice to me was to get a cleaning service, or we talked about a cleaning service at some point. And I thought, I need that now because I do not like to clean really. And they have come either bi-weekly or what is that? Two times a month. I've gone through periods where I've had them come two times a month or one time a month based on you know budgeting. And luckily the cleaning service I use, they're pretty flexible. Right now I'm just doing one time a month. And um, at the beginning of the quarter, like I had them clean my fridge a couple of weeks ago. And that was awesome because whoever wants to clean their fridge. Yeah. When you have children, there are just weird, you know, substances that end up in the fridge. That would be the last thing that I would let go of. Like I would be going into bankruptcy and still being (laughs) like, please clean my house. (laughs) so important to me. And it just keeps up more feasible for me because i'm not like looking at the stove and being like oh my god that is so disgusting Uh so Uh,
1: yeah i'm I'm not a fan of the deep cleaning but i think that mine like my biggest thing is the the the, all the fancy meals that you see on pinterest like i feel like i pin these things all the freaking time, like my Pinterest board is getting more action than my stovetop. So I feel like I'm always super ambitious, like, oh, I'm gonna really try to make this, but I never ever do. I can't even say that I've maybe maybe one or two times I've made a fancy meal from Pinterest, but that's one of the things that I will not I will not spend all this time and effort to craft some frou frou meal, and then my husband, who's not a very adventurous eater, will just complain about it because he's he's from the Midwest, he's more of a steak and potatoes kind of guy. And he's not a very, I tell him he's not a fan of flavor. <laughs> so yeah. for us, it's very easy for us to just do like a noodle and meat dish or like a salad and chicken or like simple staple stuff. Before I had kids, I would think, Oh yeah, I'm going to do all these fancy meals and I'm going to be super healthy with my family. And I can't wait to do those things. And now I'm like, Hmm, no. Nah. Not going to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got rid of all of that
0: pinning meals. I think once I had children, I think I had my pins categorized b- between like breakfast, lunch and dinner or something like that. So yeah, I personally, I'm not a Pinterest user because I feel like it gives me anxiety <laughs> about like things I'm not doing. Yeah. And I, that's one of my top ones too that I don't do, um, is I don't do complex home cooked meals because I like to make food at home, but I feel like the more complicated the expectations are, the more apt I'm to not do it and just like give up. So I sort of consider myself to be more of like an assembler than a cook. Like I have a lot Mm -hmm. of things that can be made in 30 minutes or less. You know, last night I got like pre-cooked meatballs. We had a Caesar salad next to it, which is like super easy. And then actually like pre-made pasta. So like I didn't make everything, but like it was at home and I put it together. So I do a lot of like put together meals. And that is just like super easy for me because if anything requires too much chopping or like something in the stove, you know, something in the oven, something on the stove and you're timing multiple things. Mm -hmm. I'm overwhelmed and I really like need the food to be ready by my, the time my kids get home from daycare or otherwise it makes the witching hour like even more intense for me if I'm trying to cook while they're all
1: there. Are you a meal planner? You know what? I actually
0: did start doing, um, at the beginning of the week, I would look ahead and think like, what kind of meals do I want to make? And then I will do a very loose meal plan. And that just helps me dictate what groceries I get. Cause I was finding that I was buying groceries that I wasn't really using, or I was getting into a rut of like making the same exact meals over and over again. So I kind of think about what I'd like to make. I have a few different things that inspire me and then I will make my grocery list from that. But like, if the days change, I don't care if, I need to end up getting takeout food because the day was crazy or I have to pick up the kids. I don't care. It's like, I don't really hold myself too accountable to it, but it gives me a guide of what to buy.
1: That's, that's pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm not a planner. I've, I've, everybody always tells me like, Brandy, if you, if you want to lose weight, you're, you've got a meal plan. You've got to know what you're eating for the week. And I'm like, you know what? I feel like I plan I'm an over planner. I plan all the freaking time. And I feel like planning out my meals for the week is just too much work. And I don't know. I think it's just a pain in the ass. And I feel like I always get these weird cravings and I don't want to be held down to certain meals any given day of the week. Because like if that's the only food that I picked up from the grocery grocery store, then I'll end up just going out to eat. Anyways, they're all order takeout or something like that. So I feel like like with meal planning, and there's some people that actually prep all their meals for the whole week. And then those people are like super ambitious. Like (laughs) I'm like, I cannot plan out my meals for the whole week. And even like, they're literally like prepping it out. Like not just planning your meal, but like cutting out all the freaking veggies on Sunday. And they've already got their meals done in the freezer and they just pop it in. And I'm like, oh, damn, girl. I'm like, you are... Way ahead of me. <laughs> my God. Like, I, I can't do it. That I do that in my feed, do not have children.
0: I don't know if you've seen examples of people that do, and I commend them if they do, but I feel like that is a lot to prep in advance. And let's be honest our kids want to eat mac and cheese every night. Mm-hmm. And so, so, or taquitos. <laughs> taquitos know, is the new thing. <laughs> Oh, I am gonna have to try that a lot of the stuff that you prep in advance for the week I feel like kids are not that into so it might be good for like you and your partner And again, it's whatever works for people for some people They might say what they don't do is they don't make a meal every day of the week because They decide what they do do is they prep it all in advance But I fell into that like I was gonna get all this food prepped for like when I was postpartum you know, and I like had, I think I was pinning things at that point. I'm like, oh, I'm going <laughs> to make these like stews you were and it's going to be so cool <laughs> for my postpartum body. And I actually ended up hiring someone to make me pre-cooked meals that I kept in my freezer. What? So I still had them, but I outsourced it. Yes. Damn, Gina. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I totally agree with like the home-cooked meals and the meal planning. Sometimes there's things you do do and you don't do. Another thing I personally don't do is I don't do a lot of grocery shopping myself. I have always been the grocery shopper in my family, and now that there are more and more delivery services that are coming to my neighborhood, I have a delivery service deliver my
1: groceries weekly. That's I do super convenient. That's super. Yeah, it's
0: it's awesome. And actually I started this when I was postpartum with my second daughter. That is when Amazon bought out Whole Foods and they started to do a delivery service. And when I was postpartum with Quora, that was such a great win. Again, I realized that this is a privilege and, you know, have being able
1: to purchase, you know, foods from Whole Foods.
0: But there's so you know, many the out
1: there too that don't really charge that. I mean, even Walmart has it. I mean, you could do it through Instacart. Instacart,
0: Like there's all different things for us that this, for us, this works. And I definitely do some supplementary shopping. Like if I have to go to and get, you know, maybe meat or veggies or something, I'll go to a store, but to not have to do the big grocery haul, like on a Sunday where I don't want to be devoting a couple of hours to do that it's just worth my time. And I actually like the experience of like going online and picking out my items mm-hmm. because like I mentioned, I can kind of have a loose meal plan. I can think about what my items are. I can put them in my cart. And I actually feel like it helps me not overbuy at the grocery yeah. store, which I bet that can go both ways for people. Yeah. But especially if you are in somewhere like a Whole Foods, like there's so many temptation items like cheeses and all this stuff that can really drive up the cost. of Yeah, that's a whole
1: paycheck. That's what we called it back in California. I remember going into Whole Foods one time. I think I and it was stupid that I even went there. I was on unemployment at the time is when I had just came back from Spain when I was living in Spain and I was still looking for work um, or I had had a job. The guy was a creep and i ended up leaving and i got unemployment fortunately but i ended up going into whole foods and like oh, i'm gonna pick up a couple things i literally i probably had 15 things and my bill came to over 300 and i'm like oh my gosh wow. i can't afford what this right now
0: $300? i don't even
1: know i don't even know that i'm used to just extreme. going into grocery store i mean and i'm one of those people i look at the prices but i This is when Whole Foods was still kind of new and coming out. It wasn't like so commonplace now. And I was like, this, the, this new, yeah, it was like this new Whole Foods that had just opened up in Oakland. And I go in there and I'm like, oh, I'm like, everything's amazing. But I was not, I was just expecting, yeah, it's a little bit more like, like at a regular grocery store. Okay. Maybe I might be paying an extra dollar for some things, but oh, girl, $300. Like I was, if there wasn't a line of people, that was behind me. I probably would have been like, "Oh, uh, I I forgot my checkbook. I'll be right back." Because <laughs> I was not expecting that.
0: I know. Well, I hope you enjoyed your three hundred dollar purchase because I feel like there had to have been some good things in there. I do think the cost of Whole Foods products has gone down since Amazon purchased them, but yes, it can be it can be kind of expensive, but. Yeah. The nice thing about the delivery service is there really isn't an upcharge for it. Again, I know there's pros and cons to that whole corporate (laughs) construct, but what I don't do is spend a couple of hours going grocery shopping for those like fundamental items that we need. I also use a lot of the subscribe and save features on Amazon. So things like toiletries and and stuff like that. So I don't really do like a Costco or BJ's or anything like that. And you'll see this theme. I don't like shopping in stores. And so because I don't like it, I don't do it. And I figure out ways around it.
1: Yeah. And so do you do all your shopping, your clothes shopping online too, for you and your kids and fam and all that? I try to do as much online
0: as humanly possible. I do a lot of clothes shopping online. We just released an episode about loving your mom bod. So that was episode number three. And if you can't tell from that episode, (laughs) I am an underbuyer of clothes (laughs) i really have to put an effort into purchasing clothes it's easier for me to do it for my kids than it is for me to do it for myself but i love
1: buying all of us clothes so after that episode because for those who did not listen yet we talked about the importance of your underwear did you go out and buy some new fancy panties and bras after listening to that episode I have admit, haven't I have to admit I ha- no
0: I have not it is on my list of things to do I literally this Girl. week I have to buy myself clothes if you could see my to do list <laughs> I'm an anal person but on my to do list is buying clothes for us cuz my kids need clothes right now too and yeah. they're transitioning out of sizes
1: and Well stuff you convinced like that. me cuz so, after that comment you made about how you feel or your underwear dictates your mood or how you feel about yourself in the world I'm like Looking down on my panties, I'm like, "Oh my gosh! People probably think that I hate the world." <laughs> like I bet that's, I gotta step it up. Good. I gotta step it up. Nice,
0: nice. It is on my list, and I will. I don't know how I will share with the world that I bought new <laughs> underwear and bras, but I'm going to do it this week. I will say I have a hair appointment scheduled for this week. Oh, so girl, that that's good. Awesome. need to make the waxing appointment though I did get my eyebrows and lip wax oh good job
1: I got my eyebrows done too
0: thing so you know that's a whole separate thing which is probably you know could be more important okay so so but anyways I do yes so clothes shopping I will also I bought in lingerie off of bought. I don't think it's bought and bought lingerie off online as well. Um, and I can't remember the company, but if I think about it, I will link it up in the show notes and I would do all of our clothes shopping. So my goal is to have a capsule wardrobe for like everyone in my family. There's a book I'm going to get that talks all about like the 33 items or something that you need in your wardrobe. Mm-hmm. And my goal is to, like, have those things in my wardrobe. So i I shop for clothes online. I know people are like, how do you know if it's going to fit right or whatever? I have like PTSD from clothes shopping. I think from being an overweight, like middle schooler and teenager that like, I hated clothes shopping then. And I think even though like I can fit into normal sizes now, it has followed me that I feel very anxious in stores mm-hmm. and literally like have things in my hand. And then I'm the person that just puts them in a pile and abandons them. And I know that's not fair to the people that work at those stores. So I apologize <laughs> for that, but I just get very anxious yeah. and I'm like, it's going to be too funny. These aren't going to fit. So same with food shopping. I'm better like thinking through what I need and picking yeah. things. I have a of brands that I like for myself and for the kids. And it's just, yeah, I like to close shop online. So I do not go into stores that probably limits my fashion capacity. Yeah or like trying things that are new and outside of my comfort zone. Eventually, when I'm rich and famous, I'd love a
1: personal (laughs) shopper, but... Oh, you are from Boston. You know, there's a lot of... I my. There's this girl I know from Boston, or I wouldn't say girl. She's an esteemed colleague, an older person who can afford a personal shopper, and she pays a boatload of money. And this woman owns her own... The person who personal shops for her owns her own fancy shop. And like, she looks like she's the freaking... Queen of France, her clothes always fit her perfect, and I feel like it's very valuable to have a personal shopper. But I'm I'm not at that point yet where I where I care that much about my my clothes. But just like what we're saying, we can't do it all. So you know, fashion is important to you. Maybe that's something you want to invest in. But if it's not, don't feel bad about it. Just toss it to the wayside and focus on what you can do. I will say one of my big things that I don't do that i feel like a lot of my friends and family are good at i don't really decorate for the holidays i like i feel like you know there's easter halloween spring fourth of july thanksgiving there's so many holidays and seasons and they all come with you know shit ton of decor and i'm more of a minimalist i hate having tons of crap and i'm more of a one-and-done kind of gal like what you see is what you get you're not going to get curated decor for every hallmark holiday or season. And like beyond the Christmas tree and like stockings and like maybe some pumpkin spice, hand sanitizer or hand towels. It's likely that if you enter my house, you will not be able to determine what season it is based on what my house looks like. And I've gotten crap from my family about it. Even Jason's mom where... She's like, "Why? where's all the, where's the Christmas, um, tablecloth? Where's the nativity set? Where's this and that? And when people come over at different times of the holidays, they're like, Oh, where's all your stuff? I'm like, I, I don't know. It's at the store, <laughs> but then, you know, a lot of people give me crap about it. And they're like, Well, you've got a family now. You have kids. And I'm like, Yeah, but that I don't want to just buy stuff just to, just to buy it, to hang it up in my house. I mean, I do have some nice like house decor, but for all the different holidays, I find it kind of overwhelming decorating the house beyond just the the simple things. I think we're kindred spirits there <laughs> because I do
0: not have many holiday decorations beyond like the bare necessity of like not being a Scrooge or whatever around the holidays. I'm totally the same. I feel like that might start to change because As my older daughter is getting older, she's into more of the holidays, like especially I could see us decorating more for Halloween next year because like she does crafts and stuff at her daycare. But same, like I have family members that really go all out for the most like one off holidays and Even the fact that you have pumpkin spice sanitizer, like I feel like that one, what we have (laughs) and my mother sometimes will gift me things. She's like, here are some American flags, (laughs) like please put them out for the 4th of July. But I have to do so much decorating, like actual, like real day to day decorating in my house, which is sort of a blank canvas that the idea of going to a store where like they just sell like a bunch of holiday crap and buying it totally overwhelms me and i know again that's just like our personal thing and i some people that do it and do it well like that i like it when people other wish you would come in and do my house but i just don't have the energy to like go to the dollar store or something and get like doilies (laughs) for different
1: holidays but i do appreciate the value in it like when i go to other people's houses that are super done up and decorated for Halloween or Christmas and stuff. It does give me that homey feel. And I'm like, Oh, this is so cozy and it's so cool. And there's some of my friends that literally the room, their house will look like a freaking like showroom. And I'm like, wow, you like really did it up. And they've got like boxes and boxes of holiday stuff that they bring out to decorate. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's just stressful because I'm like, you're already... I'm one of those people who sends out Christmas cards. I think we... I can't remember if we had talked about this before in a different conversation. But I know for some, they're like, oh, hell no, I ain't got time for that. I am still one of those people where I send out Christmas cards. So, and there's always all these other things that you've got to do around the holiday times. So if I, on top of sending out Christmas cards, Violet's birthday is around Thanksgiving, all those just festivities and the hustle and bustle, I can't imagine having three boxes of freaking house shit that I had to unpack and like decorate the whole house. And that's so, like I just thinking oh, yeah. about doing that, Thanks. it's a huge chore. But I like that you mentioned like the crafts that you you know, your kids are doing. That that is a cheap, easy, fun way to decorate the house simply. Like so when Viola gets to her um pre-K program and she's doing all those crafts, I will be the mom that I will put them all over the fridge and I will find a special little wall to put them all on and then she can be our decorator i will pass that on to her to decorate and then she could do out whatever the heck she wants <laughs> but as for me yes. this, i ain't and got so time she for it keeps
0: on bringing back random pieces of paper with like three different paint strokes (laughs) on it. And you just have (laughs) to quietly recycle them
1: because they all look the same Uh, and they are really not works of art. You're like, let's let's give this to grandma. Let's give this to grandpa. Okay. Yeah. Go go, bring bring this in the car. Come on. Give it away. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
0: Let's give this to the recycling. um, Or whatever. (laughs) Speaking of arts, the recy- I don't even know what the recycling are. Um, <laughs> speaking of arts and crafts, one thing that I do not do, and I think this will round out like the five things generally that I don't do, is I don't do a bunch of extracurricular activities with my kids. Probably not even more than one with one of them. So I mentioned I have a three year old and a one year old. Currently, neither of them are in extracurricular what? activities.
1: I thought, wait, wasn't Rowan yes. doing ballet or something, or was that just short term?
0: She was doing ballet, but I took a pause on that. She wasn't super oh, okay. interested in it. And we were going to move into doing a swim class. And now that a lot of you will feel me out there when you have the little one who's doing two naps and you have the older one who's like sometimes napping, sometimes not napping the day. It, it becomes hard to find a time that works for both of them to like get them into a scheduled mm-hmm. activity. So I'm on a wait list for a swim class that starts at like a time that I think will work for both of them right now. However, both of my kids are in daycare. So they get like four to five days of structured activities. So that's part of the reason why I don't spend a lot of time, energy, and money with extracurricular activities. They're also, like I said, three in one. So I don't feel like they need a lot of structured activities. If anything, it's really an opportunity for me to like Have a little time off, Mm -hmm. maybe, but then with two kids, you don't really get time off. But this is something that I've even thought about as my kids get older. And I've seen, especially with family members, like them having kids that are in a lot of sports and multiple kids, and all they're doing is driving Mm -hmm. around. Again, I'm not in that stage now, and I'm not trying to judge people, but I really want to keep the extracurricular activities as focused as possible, whether it's like one activity per season or something like that. I just, I don't want to spend a lot of time trying to make more appointments and get people places and do additional things where I think sometimes it's nice to have some flexibility and like be able to do what you want and also have kids get used to having some unstructured. Yes.
1: No, I totally agree with that. That's why this year, Chris, he's playing football for, um, her freshman year football season's over but he had practice every day after school. Fortunately, he was able to just go straight to practice after school. And then he was able to catch like an evening bus home. And then his games were on the weekend. So it wasn't as bad. But before he started high school, he was in soccer, basketball, all these different things. And every other day, it was a different place, a different time for practice. And then I'm picking up this person and that person. And oh, this person's parent didn't pick them up. Oh, can you drop this person off? And I'm like, oh my gosh. And this was when Violet was even, you know, she was smaller. So if I'm like having to wake her up during her nap times and doing all this stuff. And it was frustrating. Um, But now his, he's still in sports, but it's a lot more streamlined because, and he has transportation and a lot of the stuff is right after school, but. Like with Violet, you know, she's not into, she's not in any structured program yet. But I feel like when we're on social media and we see all these things that everybody's like, you should be doing this with your toddler and you should be teaching them the ABCs and doing these arts and crafts and staying engaged with them. I will be the first one to admit it's like, I have a lot of great ideas on how to engage with your toddler and arts and crafts, but I do not practice all of those. There's things that I like to do with Violet, but she's got a short attention span, just like me. You know, she's interested in drawing for three minutes and then she's on to the next thing. So shopping out the paint and the canvas stuff to put on the floor and brushes and all that stuff, it's a waste of time. And I know it'll change when she gets a little bit older. But right now, I do not do the 20 billion toddler activities that you see on online and social media. I, I'll i do pretend play with her and some other activities that are kind of like lazy mom activities. Um, I mean, it, when it's nice out, we try to get out and do more. But for my own sanity, it's like I I can't do all that stuff. So that's one thing that I don't do. Maybe I'll do a little bit more when she's older. But I don't feel guilty. I don't feel guilty not doing the 20 billion things. Because now, because she plays more independently, she's a great... Entertainer, like she entertains herself now. And there's some kids that like you constantly have to be playing with them and doing something with them and mom, mom, do this, do this. And they always have to have a play partner because I've, you know, showed her different things. Of, like you can play with this or we can play dolls. You could do this and that she's fine with playing by herself. So, and I feel like that's a really good thing oh, yeah, that's to huge.
0: teach your child.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, that's huge. And yeah, I feel like that's something that they
0: will, take with them too versus having to be constantly stimulated.
1: But Emily, um what advice do you have to help our mamas out there figure out their to don't lists?
0: It's important to think about this because obviously me and Brandy had some crossovers with the things that we don't do. And I'm sure that you know you listening will have some crossovers with us. But these things are also, you know, kind of personal to us as well. So The first step really is getting clear on what's important to you and your family. So, you know, is it important for you to have a really warm, welcoming, engaging home around the holidays that is fun and celebrates that? Then it's important for you to put your time and energy and money on those things. On the other hand, if quality time is more important, you know, make time for family meals, And that doesn't mean you have to have a home cooked meal every time. I mean, you could do takeout and sit down together to eat it. But just get really important, get really clear on what your values are and where you do want to spend your time. And then the second step is to figure out what's not as important, but still has to get done. So obviously, there are things that we have to do. But we don't really want to do them ourselves, but they have to get done. So whether that's laundry or grocery shopping or, you know, landscaping, is that something that you could delegate or have someone else in your house do it? So whether you're delegating that to someone else in your house, like your partner delegate sounds pretty strong too. It probably comes from, you know, some of my corporate background, but could you just literally just say tell like, like, Hey, baby, you hey, got to fucking do it. <laughs> I really hate doing the laundry could you take it on? A lot of times we don't even ask our partners. Like I've talked with my husband and he really doesn't mind grocery shopping. So if I did not want to do the online service, I could ask him to do it. So it's good to ask and see if someone else in your household can do it first. And then if not, is that something that you have the resources to hire someone? And again, this doesn't have to be a really indulgent investment. You could have like a cousin or a niece or something come over and just spend an hour or two cleaning. Maybe you could spend like 50 bucks on that or something. So I think there's a big spectrum there. Whatever it is, see if you can take some of those things off your plate while knowing they're still getting done. The third step is to figure out what isn't as important to you and what doesn't have to get done. Could you care less if your house is clean? Then go ahead and forgive yourself. So for me, I don't want to clean, but I want to pay a cleaner to do it. But for some people, you might not even care that your house gets
1: deep clean. So like, just cross it off your to-do list and you know, don't give it a second look. I totally agree. And I think you hit the nail on the head forgiveness because we need to do more of that. We need to forgive ourselves and remember that we're doing the best that we can with what we have because we cannot do it all. And hopefully hearing about some of our shortcomings validates that you're not the only one who's giving your kids freaking deli meat and cheese roll-ups for every meal, okay? or goldfish. (laughs) But for real, we can't do it all. So let's be intentional about what we scratch off our never-ending to-do lists. Thanks for listening to Mom After Hours.
0: If you'd like to learn more about anything we mentioned in today's show, check out the show notes at momafterhours.com forward slash episodes and make sure to share Mom After Hours with your mama friends. Tag us on Instagram at momafterhours and tell us what tasks you don't do in your mom life. Maybe you'll even inspire us. Keep it real, mamas.